Hey, I'm Janelle Ane, and you are listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast, a show focused on helping you live your most confident life, whatever that means to you. My husband and co-host, Frankie, and I will be chatting about everything from money to relationships to thought patterns and inner healing to having main character energy to the occasional Netflix show reference. So if you are ready to overcome your negative self-talk, start becoming the most magnetic version of yourself and living your life in full confidence so you can finally go after your dreams, then you are in the right place. And it's time to start showing up as this confident version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about self-sabotage. And I have Frankie here again, which is very exciting. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for being here again, my amazing co-host. A long commute to your office. I know. I was just saying to Frankie, like, it's so fun that we got to do this together in person. He's like, what do you mean we're together in person all the time? I'm like, I know, but like a lot of times when we record podcasts with other people, it's all on Zoom. So it's like, we got to be together, which is so fun. Something like that in-person connection. I know. Okay. So I thought today before we dive into self-sabotage and we're going to talk about like ways that we both have self-sabotage in the past. And then we're also going to talk about um, ways to overcome self-sabotage. But I thought it'd be fun before that to do something a little extra different. I did try to pitch Frankie on doing karaoke um, to Adele because we were actually- No, you said interpretive dancing. (laughs) You said interpretive dancing plus karaoke to- hello, it's me. Cause we were singing and dancing to that literally 30 minutes ago while we were making dinner. We were. Cause it's like a, fr- right now for context, it's a Friday night, which is like just so entrepreneurial of us to be doing a we're podcast. Grinding at night. We're just grinding away. Frankie knows that grinding is like my trigger word. Cause I freaking hate the word grind and hustle. I hate everything to do with those things. But anyway, So since I couldn't convince Frankie to do karaoke or interpretive dancing to Adele, I thought we could talk about, for just a brief moment, Frankie, what are we currently watching on Netflix? Oh, you didn't prep me for it. I know. (laughs) Is it uh, Beverly Hills Listing? Something like that? I think it's, I think it's buying Beverly Hills. Yeah. So it's a real estate show based in Beverly Hills where they sell like 50 plus million dollar mansions. It's insane. It's so insane. So in, in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. Yeah. Go figure. Go figure. Yeah. So we started watching that a few nights ago because actually the funny context is, is that one of my other favorite podcasters, she's always talking about the Real Housewives. And I've actually never watched any Real Housewives shows ever. I'm like the worst at TV, to be honest. But um, so we were trying to find the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I was like, I wonder what the hype's all about. Oh, that's how we went down that road. That's how we got there, yeah. Because yeah. but she, but the main guy of the show, the yeah. CEO of the company, is married to one of the Real Housewives. Yeah, and I don't know which one it is. I don't, I don't either. watch the show because we don't. Yeah, we've never watched Real Housewives, but. Yeah, what I thought was kind of funny is that we literally tried to type it into Netflix. Apparently, it's not available on Netflix. You have to watch, you have to like buy it or something, which we were like, okay, we're not that committed to Real Housewives. So we're probably not just going to like buy, I think it's like $1.99 per episode on Amazon. And I'm like, okay, I mean, not that, not that that's that much money, but it's a pretty low priority in our lives. So we just, I would just feel pretty bad about myself if we're paying money to watch the Real Housewives. <laughs> 
That's an all-time low. That's an all-time low. That's that's how bad it is. Um, okay, next question is, what song or type of music are you currently listening to the most? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is fun, huh? Um, this is funny, but in the gym, like I was talking to one of our friends, uh, Kevin Breeze, boyfriend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we were talking about working out, and I was like, what gets you fired to work out? And he's like, He's like 2000s rock, like tool, system of a down, like that crazy stuff. And I used to listen to it in high school when I got into lifting back then. Oh. So it's like, it's bringing me back to those days. So wow. at the gym, I listen to that. That's fun. Other than that, when I'm not in the gym, it totally, it's, it's a range from <laughs> worship music to to reggae to deep house i love it yeah i don't even know what kind of music you're actually talking about with the gym stuff the 2000 tool music like hard rock like tool system of a down i don't even know who says i don't know you keep saying that is that like lincoln park yeah like that okay i know lincoln park yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like Bruh. yeah exactly okay like cool. like in your feels emo music okay cool cool, cool, cool. That. that's fun that you listen to what that about gym. you um well Frankie knows that I've been listening to this, these like mantras that are no, like, you don't listen to those that much. I listened to them all day today. And as okay, I was driving, no, to... but yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. the question was this week, what are you most listening to? Okay. This and is... this week for me, I am most listening to, I love my life. I love my life. And they just literally just say, I love my life it's over and over and over again. And it's very catchy. And it's like, it's an affirmation to just keep speaking over your life. So I'll link those below in case someone's interested in those in that music. It's way more uplifting than. Wow, why are you judging me? I'm not judging. Well, I'm judging a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, should we get into the actual episode now? No, I'm going to ask you a question. What is a childhood occupation that you used to think you'd have? Oh, a childhood. When you were a child, an occupation that you thought think you would have as an adult. Yeah, like I what the yeah, yeah. like how some kids want to be an astronaut or Firefighter. yeah yeah yeah. What was yours? Oh, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like either an actor or a model or a singer. Those were like the three. So like Hillary Duff, Mary Kate and Ashley, um, Katy Perry. Well, Katy Perry when was like a little older. bit older. Yeah, but like the yeah, I would sing like Kelly Clarkson for example, oh, yeah. and then I would be like maybe I could be famous. So you wanted to be a singer or an actress. Or a model. Or a model. It's just anyone famous utilizing some some talents. I don't well, even you know. You were a model. I was a model for a while there. Yep. I had an agency in Denver and I modeled off and on for like maybe four or five years or something. So um what about you? What did you I think? was a magazine model when I was a kid? I know we need to find you were in a commercial, weren't you? I don't I think yeah, I was in a commercial, but I was in um wcw the wrestling show. yeah the wrestling yeah i need that was a commercial right or what no it was it was like a lot you never watched wcw no i didn't i wasn't raised with TV, i know you remember. were but if you were anybody as a kid growing up except for a pastor's kid and a homeschooler you know what i, I wasn't trying to show i think it's great that we didn't have television i played it outside I probably, with unicorns and butterflies i probably could have watched less tv so anyway it WCW is like like Goldberg, The Rock, like um, fake wrestling, fake, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was chairs. like a show with the chairs. So yeah. I was like super into that as a kid. Like every kid was that would watch it. It's normal for you, right? And my mom 
at third and third grade, my mom, I was standing in the lunch line at, in third grade, waiting for my chicken nuggets and chocolate milk. Yeah. And my mom comes in. I was like, what are you doing here, mom? Hey, mom. And she's like, we're going to downtown because WCW is here and you're going to be on the show. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, they needed a, a young kid to be Kevin Nash's nephew. Oh, my Kevin gosh. Nash was like a big deal back then. Kevin. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So I went with my dad and I got to meet like every single, like I met Hulk Hogan, I met Goldberg, I met uh, Ric Flair, I met like every wow. single famous WCW wrestler. Were you again? I was in third grade. So eight, I think. Eight, yeah. So I, I had like, it was like three or four scenes. Like, so WCW. So wait, is there access to this footage? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Not? Okay. Parts of it. Why haven't we watched you on this? You never asked me. I've heard this story, by the way, everyone. This is not my first time hearing this story. It's hard for for the names to stick because the names mean nothing to me and the TV show means nothing. But I do always know that he was, I thought it was like a commercial, but okay. It was like a television show. Live TV. Live TV. And I I was on it. And and I remember my friends, like I had some friends from school that were there at night. No. That's amazing. And the next day they're like, Yeah. Like almost third graders that'd be incredible yeah, like yeah like there's nothing better than like being able to do something cool and have all of your friends be like worshiping the ground you walk on it was pretty sick that's so cool okay well if we can find the youtube video which we're gonna watch it right after we talk about something more important like self-sabotage well although this is equally as important probably but we will link it below if we are we self-sabotaging it. by going down this rabbit hole dude we are self-sabotaging no, right not, now no i wanted to make it fun you know bring a little personality in but talk show I know, but and I feel like you becoming famous. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. you obviously care about like all, all the intricacies of my life. You just need to know all the music I'm listening to, all the shows. No. Hey, you know. But why not? You know, it's fun to talk about. Do share with us if any of these things are like, you're like, oh my gosh, I listen to that kind of music or I used to watch that. What's oh my gosh. I judge my husband when he listens to hard rock in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know TV. I- either because I was also a homeschooler that had parents that cared about my education more than TV. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, it's good. JK. Okay. Let's talk about self-sabotage. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay. So while we were preparing, AKA eating dinner and talking about some ideas, what we might talk about today, I asked Frankie, I was like, what do you feel like is one way that you self-sabotage? And you said, mm. you don't remember. It was like five minutes ago. Can you remind me? Oh my. Okay. You said that you will work on other tasks. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So one way I'll self-sabotage is like being quote unquote productive by being busy, Mm -hmm. by not working on like the most important thing. So like if I know for I'm in sales, so if I know I need to like work on a specific project or like prospect or whatever for sales and I go and do a bunch of other busy admin work that is important to my job but maybe not the most urgent thing it's like oh I'm working I'm busy but it's distracting from the most essential thing that I could be doing to move the needle forward yeah and I totally agree with that I think like everyone probably can agree with that I'm assuming if you've ever dealt with self-sabotage um and I was saying like there, there's a book. I haven't actually read this book, but I just like the concept of it. And it's called eat the frog and eat Brian the, Tracy, Brian Tracy, shout out Brian and eat the frog is like about the idea of like, do the hardest task of the day first before you do anything else. And so that's why like a lot of times when I'm talking on like Instagram about my social media boundaries, I'll share about how I don't check my phone 
very much. Like I, if, if my task is on my phone, I'll do it. But I try to get my most important task done first. And then I don't check my phone until like noon for things like answering texts or kind of lower level things that aren't as important because I want to get the most important thing done first. That said, I'm the exact same way where like a lot of times I will have like a long to-do list and then there'll be like one thing that's like the hardest thing to do or the most important thing to do, or it's like the thing that would like, I don't have to do it, but it's the thing that would move my business forward the most. But I do all the other things because it's like easier to check off the list. And then it feels good to see all the things being checked off. But then I like end up pushing the most important task, like to the next day, to the next day, to the next day, to the next day. And for me, at least that most important task, I guess the difference between what I'm saying with the eat the frog thing and the most important task is that like with the eat the frog thing, there's always like one task I have to get done that day, pretty much where it's like, no, the day can't end unless this is done. Not always, but pretty much, you know, there's usually one task like that. Whereas the thing that I would be more likely to self-sabotage is not that one. It's like, like I said, the thing that's like, I don't have to do it, but if I were to do it, then it would move the needle forward. So it's kind of like when I started writing my book, it's like that would move my business forward because it's writing a book, right? And it's creating this, you know, amazing written literature that other people can read. Um, but it was really easy to be like, oh, you know, especially before I got started, I was like, oh, I'll write, I'll start writing my book another day. I'll start writing my book another day. I'll start writing my book another day. And that's like the one that was easier to push off. And then I would do the, the frog quote unquote, um, to start the day, but it was, it was like the most important thing, but not the most important thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like the thing that you have the most resistance should probably be the thing that you're doing first but mm -hmm. it's like there's a I don't know why I don't know why that is but it's just like resistance is such a good indicator of like the thing you should do yeah it's crazy like so for me like in sales my most important task every single day is to prospect mm -hmm. like if I don't prospect I don't have deals to work on if I don't have deals to work on I don't I'm not closing I'm not making money but prospecting is like it's like one of those things like going to the gym or drinking water if that's hard for you or whatever it's like yeah. you don't think about it but you need it you need mm, to do it yeah you need to pay your rent every single day so that you can cash in and get that you know get your checks or whatever that looks like wait I don't, I don't get the analogy of pay your rent every day what do you mean it's like it's like um it's like rent is due every single day like you're you're renting your success mm. and rent is due every single day but that, but you don't pay your rent off yeah. because you don't want to pay it. No, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm way sorry. all over the place. Sorry. Um, what I was trying to say is I think of it like you have to pay rent every single day. You have to like check in, clock in every single day. And mm. if you don't pay rent, like you'll get evicted. Like you won't be successful. Ah, uh, I see. So rent for sales is prospecting. Mm. So for me, it's like, I need to send a certain amount of emails, make a certain amount of calls, do a certain amount of social stuff. And I mean, I don't do it perfectly every single day. And some days I completely miss it because you get distracted by like the fun stuff, like working right. on proposals or talking to current clients or internal meetings with your coworkers. Like, cause it's, it's easier, right? Even though like building a proposal or doing important work is easier. It's, it's uh it's not as important yeah 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 because you won't have you won't have stuff to come back to like new work right, right so right. for you like you have speaking engagements you have those types of things and like it's very important for you to prepare for those speaking engagements but if you're not prospecting or 
have a platform to go reach out to new people, like you're not going to have a speaking engagement soon. Right. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, can you turn off the heater? Cause I'm like burning. I'm like sweating all of a sudden. <laughs> Getting hot up in here. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm starting to understand the rent situation. That makes total sense. And like, for me, like the thing that I do every, pretty much every day without fail is like posting on TikTok and posting on Instagram and like getting valuable content out there for people. Um, so that way I can attract those leads and attract people into my business. So, okay. So what are some ways, what are some other ways that you self-sabotage? Like, are there any other ways that you found yourself self-sabotaging, even if they seem like good things on the front end, but they maybe like, aren't as good as you might think they are. I mean, yeah, like this might sound weird, but sometimes I'll want to go work out or go for a walk or like do something quote unquote, that's healthy for me when I know I have more work to do. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, even yeah. like mental health is super important and taking breaks is super important. Like, I think we all can look ourselves in the mirror and know like our body right. and stuff. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, I need to go work out. And I'll just like go work out because I don't want to do the hard thing. The thing but I'm like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, healthy. Yeah. Like I'm working out. But then what happens is like, you know, you're at the gym, you're like, oh gosh, I should be doing that other thing. Right. Like then you don't actually like get a good workout. So it's, it's not, so it's actually like the opposite of what you should be doing. But then there's times where, you know, I just try and power through and I'm like, oh, I should go take a break. Yeah. So it's actually unproductive. So it's kind of both. And like, you need to just know your body. I think like you said, yeah, you have to like know your gut, like in your gut is, are you self-sabotaging or are you actually taking a break? Cause you really do need it. Right. Like for me, one of my versions of self-sabotage is cleaning the house Mm. and I'll be like, okay, like I'll just tidy up a little bit here or like put away some of my clothes that started to like get out of hand. And they're all like on my couch, my office or like whatever in the closet and they're not in the, on their hangers. And so I'll start like tidying up. And then while again, like tidying is a good thing and cleaning is a good thing. Um, and I, I shared this like recently on LinkedIn, I think, um, your boss, Jill, actually shout out Jill. She said she does the same thing. So I know I'm not alone. I know. I think maybe that's a little bit more of a female one potentially than a male one. I mean, it could be. I think it's just like, I think you choose your like good quote unquote habit that it's an important habit for me. It's, it's working out or taking a walk for some people it's cleaning for some others. It might be spending time with their kids where again, that's obviously very important. Right. But like a lot of, I've heard of a lot of situations. There's this book called the big leap that talks about this. Um, Who's it by? Gay Hendricks, I think. Oh, gay. (laughs) And um, he talks about like how moms will, homemakers will do what you said. Like they'll clean the house. They'll do all these things. They'll play with the kids for hours and then they're exhausted and they're like, I can never get ahead. I have my own dreams, but I can never do them. It's Mm -hmm. because they're like doing all these other things for other people because it's good on the outside and the surface, but they're not taking care of like themselves. The most important thing. Right. And in that book, um, did you have something to say? No. In that book, they talk about um, your own thermometer, like self-sabotage thermometer. Yeah. Yeah, Talk about the self-sabotage thermometer. So if, you can only, the way the book describes it is that you can only be as successful as like the peak of your mindset is. So like, mm-hmm. if you don't believe that you're successful, that you can be past a certain success, even if it's like a subconscious, once you become successful, like, uh, externally in the world, like for real past your mindset, your mind will find ways to self-sabotage you to bring you back underneath, like mm. as big as your mindset is. 
Oh yeah. And I've heard about that. Like I talk about that in confident life Academy, um, about like the mommy money thermometer and how we like come back. If we don't like break our money mindsets, then we come back to the same money thermometer where we're making the same amount. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like it's kind of like that. And what that makes me think of is kind of like when I was saying like, okay, writing a book or for me, like creating a course or something like that, where it's like something I have haven't done before. And I think it's easier to self-sabotage on that because like, it's, it's a little bit easier for me to do the task that I'm like, okay, well, I, I already know that this is successful. I already know I can do this, but it's like the task where there's like a big question mark at the end of it of like, I don't know that like, if I do X task that I will necessarily get Y results. So like, I think it gets easier. Like, let's say you've had success in something, let's say it's like health and fitness and you've lost the weight or you've gotten, you know, the body that you're really proud of. And you found all the right things that worked for you. You found that like, as long as you did, you know, 30 minutes of working out a day and, you know, only had five drinks a week or whatever, you know, whatever your thing is eating all these salads, a salad a day, blah, blah, blah. You know, that X will bring you to Y results. Hmm. But I think what's hard is when you haven't experienced Y results ever, it's so hard to keep showing up for X. Like, let's say you haven't seen the results in your body ever. So you keep trying different things, but you're like, I don't even really know if this is going to bring me to where I want to be. And I think that's where it can be really frustrating, you know, because you're like, you're taking a leap of faith, you know? And that's why I think it's so important to buy like courses or books or like to follow people who are going to point you in the direction. Oh, he's starting to fidget folks. No, he's starting to fidget. That's how I say. I know. I was wondering when the fidgeting was going to be. That's how I stay focused. I know. Don't judge me. (laughs) I was just actually thinking how good he was doing. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of him. He's not being really fidgety today. What the heck? Keep talking. Now you're distracting me. (laughs) I was, I was just, I need like a fidget spinner. Um, Excuse me. I have a fighting a little cold right now, but yeah, play with the pen, just swirl the pen around, but it makes me lose my train of thought. So what was I, what was I talking about before you started fidgeting? I don't remember. What? So you weren't even listening? I was. You don't even care about me? Keep going. I'm just joking. So about six years ago, I was living in a city I wasn't excited to be living in, working a job that felt purposeless and unfulfilling and attracting romantic relationships that were uninspiring. I started to have this feeling like there has got to be more to life than this. Surely I have more potential than what I'm living up to today. I wanted to have the confidence to make some ballsy changes, to start a new career path I was pumped about, and to stop immediately disqualifying myself from every opportunity that excited me. I wanted to become the woman that would attract a high quality man that treated me like the queen I knew I was deep down and to have a healthy relationship together. Most importantly, I wanted to drastically change my negative self-talk and overcome these limiting beliefs that made me feel sad and unworthy from the moment I woke up every single day. Maybe some of you listening can relate to this. I just knew there had to be a way to reinvent myself and stop living such a freaking mediocre life. Ugh, I just wanted to live a life I could honestly say that I was proud of. So even though everyone else thought that I was crazy, I moved across the United States alone, changed my career path just two years after getting a very expensive four-year degree, sorry, mom, dad, built a successful online brand, attracted my dream husband, and proved everybody wrong. And 
what was it that got me to finally take these wild leaps of faith? It was because I began building inner confidence through mindset work. The mindset tools I learned, I soon realized, were the only real way I was able to get to the root of what was causing my constant self-sabotage. And the same goes for you. You could be attracting your dream life if you had the confidence to go after things before you felt ready. If you trusted yourself and believed in your inner worth, then you would take messy action. So at this point, I have helped a couple thousand women in all different industries, like commercial real estate, tech sales, business owners, product managers, fitness instructors, and so many more to be able to overcome their negative thoughts of unworthiness and learn how to powerfully take up space and go after their dreams with confidence. So if you want to learn more about Confident Life Academy, how to get out of the negative prophecy loop that you're in, how to magnetize incredible opportunities your way, and to discover proven strategies so you can speak your mind, stop worrying about other people's opinions, and finally be more confident, I would love to have you come join my free masterclass called The Top 3 Reasons You're Struggling to Find Confidence. The link to join the masterclass will be in the show notes of this episode and will be linked in my Instagram bio at Janelle Lene. Remember, this is a completely free class, so there's literally no risk to join, but the rewards could pay off for years to come. See you there. So it's easier to self-sabotage on something that you've never experienced growth on. So you keep like putting it off because you don't even really believe. So I think, again, that goes back to the subconscious mind. If you don't really believe that it's possible for you, then it's a lot harder for you to want to take action on that thing because you're not like, let's say, again, I keep thinking about my book because I'm like looking at it right behind me. But like, let's say you kept having the idea of like, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. I'd love to write a book. And every time you think about writing a book, you know that your action items would probably be like, you know, for starters, probably finding a book that tells you how to write a book or finding a course that tells you how to write a book or hiring a coach that tells you how to write a book. You know, you would need probably some sort of framework or you could probably Google it or watch YouTube or something like that. Um, But if you don't believe that you're going to have a good book and you think Mm -hmm. your book is going to suck and no one's going to read it and you're like, I wouldn't, no one would even buy it. It would be a waste of thousands of hours of my time then you're probably going to keep self-sabotaging over and over and over again because you literally don't believe that it's possible for you. Yeah. So I feel like you have to work on your mindset alongside of it because like, even for me right now, like I, by the time this podcast comes out, this masterclass will be live, but it's my first ever masterclass that's in the way that it, yeah, it's basically my first ever real masterclass and it's an ongoing masterclass and It'll probably be linked somewhere here in this, in these show notes and in the commercial and everything. But right now I've never done it before. So I keep having a hard time, like seeing like, how is it really going to help my business if I make this masterclass? So I'm, I'm believing in it, but I haven't seen, you know, the results yet. And so it makes it easier to put off and put off and put off. Cause I don't, you know, it takes faith, it takes faith to take action. Yeah, I agree. Wonderful. Um, how do you, how do you identify if you're self-sabotaging and how, how do you overcome it? For me, I can identify it if I'm starting to feel anxious, kind of like you were saying, like you could be at the gym and start feeling that anxiety. I know, um, another version of self-sabotage that I do that I'm not proud of is that I pop my pimples and 
So sometimes like on a day when I, I, it's like a really important day and I'm like, okay, this is the day, like, this is the day to get this, a lot of this stuff done for this one big thing that you really need to do, like the masterclass or something like that. Those are the days that I'll often find myself like just gravitating towards a mirror to pop impulse, which sounds Mm -hmm. so freaking weird, but I'm just like, it's, it's almost like a low level anxiety. So for, I think that each person needs to ask, like, what are some of the things that you do? And you need to just get clear on like, what are, whether they're good things or sometimes they're bad things. You know, sometimes it's like, I start scrolling on social media or I turn on the TV and I shouldn't have turned on the TV because I knew that that was going to suck me in or whatever it is. Maybe pop pimples. Like you have to know what your trigger is. And then you just started being humming aware of that. So for me, like I'm popping the pimples and then I'm like, oh, Janelle, this is your self-sabotage thing. Why are, what are you self-sabotaging? And then I'll be like, okay, it's because I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to complete the X, Y, and Z. And the next question I ask myself is what are you afraid of? Hmm. Because I know that if I'm self-sabotaging, it's because there's a fear deep down that, and then like a limiting belief that like, oh, this, this isn't going to be successful or like, I, I'm not going to be able to do it or um, it's going to fail or it's going to suck or no one's going to like it or whatever. And so then I'm like, okay, like those are valid fears. And so I just like, I have like a little therapy session with myself, validating myself because what I used to do when I would like start doing the pimple popping thing, for example, is I like, I would beat myself up and be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, and then as I'm saying that to myself, I'm like getting deeper and deeper into my freaking pimple popping session because I'm like wrapping up in shame and then I'm like shutting down. And so I'm like continuing with the bad habit but I've come to find that if I like actually just have that little mini therapy session with myself where I say like, what are you self-sabotaging? What are you afraid of? What are your limiting beliefs? And then after I like validate all of that, then I start to tell myself, and this sounds like literally so hippie, but really I do. I start to be like, I love you. You can do this. Walk away. I love you. Come on, walk away. You can do this. And it's like a lot more of a soft and gentle tone with myself. And then I'm like walking away from the mirror and then I'm like, okay, like you're okay. It's okay that you had that like slip up. It's okay that you had that moment where you just like didn't do what you wanted to do. And now it's time to get to business. And so that's kind of like how I speak to myself with that grace, but also like, um, you know, sternness at the same time. But it's like, Mm -hmm. you got this walk away. You got this walk away. So I think the same thing goes for like, let's say cleaning is your, your version. Maybe like the, the pimple popping doesn't really like resonate with, with, hopefully most people, but maybe a lot of you, I don't know. Um, actually, every time I talk about on social media, a lot of people tell me that they like also pop their pimples. So I think I'm not the only one, but anyway, um, let's say yours is cleaning. Let's say that you have something that's really important to work on. And it's something that's like, I feel like, again, I really feel like a lot of times it's something that aligns with your dreams. Like for me, it's like writing the book was in alignment with a dream of mine. It was a big dream of mine but I self-sabotaged for a long time because I felt like inadequate. Right. Mm. And then with, um, creating confident life Academy, my, my course that teaches like everything I've been coaching women on for the last five years, there was a lot of self-sabotage in the process of creating that just because I was like, what if no one buys it? What if no one cares about it? What if it doesn't, what if it's not good enough, you know? And then I launched that. Now I'm launching the masterclass and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what if, what if this content's not good enough? What if people think it's boring? What if blah, 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 blah. And so those are like, whenever it's something that's really in alignment with my dreams, I find myself self-sabotaging a lot more because it's easy to not self-sabotage on like, again, the things that are easy for us, like the things we already have in the, in the bucket, you know, it's the things that are in alignment with our dreams. So say you have a, a dream and it's something you've always wanted to do. It could be, your dream could be something to do with like starting a business. Your dream could be something to do with, um, 
you know, becoming healthier, becoming more fit. Um, it could be, it could be something with dating and relationships. Like there's so many different things that it could be, but let's say that you were like planning to, um, go to the gym, but then you find yourself cleaning the house and then you like, it's getting later and later in the evening. And like all of a sudden the hour that you could have gone to the gym is starting to slip away. Right. And you start to become aware of like, Ooh, I'm self-sabotaging. And even though cleaning the house is good, what I really wanted to do today and what's really in alignment with my vision is going to the gym for 30 minutes or an hour so that I could get a good workout in so that I can get healthier. Hmm. Um, I think again, the first step is to like acknowledge that you're self-sabotaging. And then while you're acknowledging it, it's not beating yourself up and it's being like, okay, what are you afraid of? And then maybe you, you start to break down like, okay, well, maybe I'm afraid that like, if I go to the gym, I'm going to look stupid. Or what if I'm afraid that like, um, I go to the gym all these days and like, it doesn't actually work. And I never actually lose the weight, you yeah. know, cause maybe you did go to the gym one time for like a month straight and didn't see great results or something, you know? Um, so I think you just need to acknowledge the fears and the limiting beliefs and like be able to tell yourself like, it's okay. And Hmm. walk away, like yeah. walk away from the self-sabotage. What do you have to add on to that? Dang, that was good. Thanks, love. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you and I talked about this. I don't know if it was on the last episode or just in our life in general, but um, how there's different ways for like achieving goals and accountability. And mm -hmm. what I heard you saying is like, you have a strategy for yourself to get out of it where you talk kindly to yourself and you what you do is like you recognize it and then you flip it and go and do the positive or the habit that is alignment to your dreams. And that's kind of like on your own, but also I think other people too need accountability or they need check-ins or they need somebody that they know can, Hey, if I'm messing up, I know we're going to have a check-in call and mm. I have to face, you know, face the music or whatever that looks like. So for me, like what works even better for me is, having somebody I'm going after my goals with mm. like I work out, for example, I can go work out at the gym alone. Like I know what I'm doing, but I like workout group fitness together. I like working out with other people because that's uh, keeps me accountable. Yeah. So for you, you actually did this when you wrote your book, like you hired somebody, you paid money and they weren't like necessarily checking in on you, but you had specific deadlines yeah. that you paid for. And you're like, if I don't finish this book, if I don't finish this section by this time, like I'm going to waste that money. Well, yeah, I hired an editor and my book was almost already done, but yeah, I mean, you wrote the book on your own and then we had check-ins for you had the check editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah had to happen. But you exactly. had deadlines and yeah. you paid for, for the editing. And, and they helped me get my book out a lot quicker yeah. for sure. And yeah. that's what's going on with your masterclass. Like you're doing some things that are going to help accelerate your business. And because of that, like you, True you were getting stuff done a lot faster than you might've before. Yeah. So you do have to kind of put like deadlines in place for yourself yeah. in a way, like, and having some external accountability of some kind often. Yeah. But I think what you said more than anything is like the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. How you're kind and how you're like, it's okay. You know, we all, there's not going to be a perfect day. There's never going to be a perfect day. Like there, there might be, it might be close to perfect, but there's always going to be stuff that comes up or, you might look back and be like, oh, I wish I did this differently. And the fact that you're like, it's okay. Like, I love you. Like talking to yourself, that's cool um, that you can do that because that gives you grace. And it's like, it doesn't throw the rest of your day off. Right. You can keep moving. I think that's the biggest thing about self-sabotaging is like, 
you can let one moment ruin 24 hours. Yes. Ooh, that's good. And I, I've heard, I don't know if it's like that or if it's don't let one moment ruin your day. Don't let one day ruin your week. Don't let one re- week ruin, ruin your life. It's like, mm. it wasn't a bad year. It wasn't a bad week. It wasn't a bad day. It was a bad moment. It was a bad situation. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem with self-sabotage is it's like, the thing that is an ideal that's happening only happens in typically, you know, a couple moments of time, Yeah, but it throws off the rest of your day potentially. Right. So getting out of that as quickly as possible and recognizing it, like you said, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely used to like, when the, when the pimple thing would happen, I would just be like so mad at myself. Yeah. And I'd be like, this whole day is literally ruined. Cause you just spent 30 minutes popping pimples and now your face looks like absolute crap. And there's no amount of makeup that's going to cover up all the freaking pimples. You just popped on your red blotchy face now. And then I'd be like, you didn't get enough done. And then I would just like go down this whole like rabbit hole of like, this day, this day sucks. Now I'm not going to get like my tasks done. And like, yeah, I like let it like ruin everything. And then like, you know, again, like I always want to be so vulnerable and like share, like, cause it's so much easier to share things that are like way far in the past, but it's like harder to share things that are happening like here and now. But like I was telling Brittany, I'm like, literally this morning I woke up and I was like, saw this pimple on my face. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pop this one little pimple. I go in and I pop it. And then I say, Oh, there's another one. And I start and I go and I did it for 20 minutes. And today was the day that I had this big four hour chunk of time to be able to work on my masterclass. So I could finish it. And I like, I was doing that. And then I was like, okay, Janelle, you know what you're doing. You're literally self-sabotaging right now. You know that you have this four hour gap of time and you know that you're putting yourself down a rabbit hole that you're not going to be proud of. And you know, this is going to like put you in a bad mood if you keep going down this. And so, yeah, I just was like, okay, walk away. You got this walk away. And so I did. And then I grabbed my computer and I was like sitting down to work. And for a split moment, I had the thought that was like, I bet everything's going to suck today. Cause I just did that. And then I was like, oh, hell no. Mm. Oh, hell no. I'm not going to let that 20 minutes slip up of popping my pimples, get in the way of the success that I need to get to today. And so I literally immediately snapped. I was like, no. And I snapped out of it. I was like, I'm about to crush it. Like I'm about to get so much done. Those 20 minutes of pimple popping, like not even a big deal. Those are, it's, it's done. Like you're finished with that. And now it's time to get started. And I sat down and I got like so much done and I was like in a flow and I felt great. And I really didn't let that 20 minute slip up. Like ruin my day you know awesome yeah I'm trying to think of other examples of things that people might use like I know like a lot of times people use food like stress eating Mm -hmm. as a way like of self-sabotage of like if they're really stressed um they might like social media yeah social media but I'm thinking like people might overeat like kind of like binge on like a sugary item or like not even overeating like just going and walking around the kitchen and looking for food yeah as a way of like procrastinating yeah that's true but I think that like I'm just trying to think like how would you it's a similar thought process you know like let's say you binge that food and then you're like oh my gosh I can't believe I just binged that food or I can't believe I ate all those calories I can't believe I just did all that and then like yeah for the social media one that's another great one let's say you spent an hour accidentally scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever 
it's so easy then to be like, so disheartened and be like, what was I doing? Like you get so caught up in that moment. And then you step away from that moment. And you're like, so bummed about your decision. You're like, why did I freaking waste all that time? I could have been doing something productive. Um, it's the same, it's the same self-talk for all of those situations, you know, like it's okay. That happened. The past is the past. And I just think that that's how you ultimately heal from things like that. Like, obviously for me, like the pimples one, I'm not perfect at, but I actually have gotten a lot better at it. I used to freaking pop pimples. Like this is so crazy. I feel weird talking about it so openly, but here we are. Um, I used to like pop pimples like that sometimes like 45 minutes or an hour, like a night before going to bed. Um, so the fact that now it's only happening like once a week for like 15 or 20 minutes or something like that's honestly like huge growth for me. Um, So I think it's like recognizing the growth that you are experiencing with like getting better and better at recognizing when you're self-sabotaging, when you're doing certain things because you're stressed um, and getting to the root cause of like, what is the stress that's having me do this? Or what's the fear and the limiting belief that's having me continue to not take action on my goals? Um, And like you said, I think accountability is huge. I think that's why having a coach or, you know, hiring some kind of support or sometimes it's like with a friend, you can use a friend or there's a really good app that I've been using lately that I've been telling everyone about. Um, did I mention this on the last podcast? I can't remember, but it's called streaks and it like gamifies you doing your actions. So let's say you have an action that you want to be doing. That's going to move the needle forward on your dream. Um, you can start tracking it within the app. And I feel like Mm -hmm. even in an app, like that's a free way to have some accountability to watch, like it shows the calendar of how many days you did it versus how many days you didn't do the thing that you wanted to do. And I I just think even having an app that shows you when you're doing it versus when you're not doing it is really helpful. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. Any final things you want to share? Mm, I think you covered it. I think he's getting a little bit tired, folks. I'm pretty tired. I know. Which is, Maybe I'm self-sabotaging. No, you're not. It's a Friday. It's 7.30. We I think said, we've covered it. I think we covered it. We said we're going to get ice. We're going to get ice cream now. So ice cream time. Let us know in, you know, like the DMs, shoot me a DM and let me know, like, what are ways that you have self-sabotaged in the past and how have you potentially healed it or maybe you haven't healed that yet and maybe it's something you're still working through kind of like my my pimple situation um but you found ways to help you snap out of self-sabotage and get back on track with your tasks or your habits or your goals we would love to hear from you so um thank you for spending time with us we really appreciate you guys much love thank you so much for listening to the next level confident podcast If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. It helps us reach more people with this message. Frankie and I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to become your most confident self is by slowing down, doing the inner work, and deciding to show up as the version of you who already has magnetized all of your desires.